and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Amen, amen, hallelujah. Folks, I'm just excited to be here tonight with you. It's Brother Frank. Unfortunately, I don't have my trusty sidekick co-host, Brother Todd, here. I don't know where he's at. Maybe he might pop in here in a few. But anyways, we got an exciting program. Dr. Carl Gallops is back on with us tonight. And before that, I just want to say thank you um, out there to Brad Huddleston, who came on last week. Folks, if you did not hear uh, last week's program uh, I'll tell you, you you need to listen to this. There is so much struggle going on with addiction to technology, to pornography, to video games, to social media. Uh, it's a plethora of things. And sometimes the hardest thing is actually admitting that we have a problem. Look, uh, folks, let me just be honest. I've been addicted to almost everything at some point in my life. Um, you know, that's a, God has been amazingly gracious with me, but not too long ago, even I'm an IT uh, director in network engineering and things. And I, I, I have to realize even I have technology addictions. Yes. And, and, you know, the sad thing is, is it's those justified addictions. Well, I'm just looking up my work. I'm just searching out something that's important. And, and so we justify many times our technology uh, uses, which they may be good. But folks, when it begins to come in between your time with your family and especially your time with God, there's a problem. And sometimes the hardest thing to admit is there's a problem. And I know when you're struggling with pornography or you're struggling with certain things, it's embarrassing. Folks, find somebody you can trust. Find someone you can confide in. You know, Get alone with God. If, if your problem is, is when you're alone in your room, then stop being alone in your room with technology. Put that technology out. If your problem is when you're in your car driving with your phone, you know what? Just turn your phone off. You know, people got a hold of you for years before you had your phone. They'll get a hold of you afterwards. And so I just want to encourage people. Folks, God is in the deliverance business, and he enjoys delivering people. You know, the Bible said that grace had come so that sin would no longer have dominion over us. The sin is not to control our lives anymore. That's why grace came, that the ruler of the universe would again regain control of his people. And that's what God's doing. And when you feel that war inside of you of the things you do, don't want to do and you end up doing, that's grace battling for the control over your life. That's in the book of Romans if you want to look it up. And so, folks, I tell you right now, please listen to that program. On the dark side of technology, it's a very serious thing. And I'll tell you, I want to just say thank you for everybody that's continuing to subscribe to our Facebook or like our Facebook, subscribe to YouTube, because the Remnant 
call program is growing. And like I've told you many times before, this is a different show than many because not only are we warning and we're telling what's going on, but we want to minister to the spiritual side. Because, folks, I, there are so many people, the children of Israel left Egypt and spoiled the Egyptians. They read that they left out, they were loaded with everything. And about three days later, they were already crying to head back to Egypt. Physical preparations are only good for a short period of time. It is the spiritual walk with God that will carry us through unto the end. And so with that, I am going to bring on our guest tonight. He is, uh, well, I'm going to tell you what, we've had Pastor Carl in here so many times. I'm going to let him tell a little bit about what he's doing right now in his ministry. If you haven't heard it before, and he's a great author, and he's going to share with some of his books because what Pastor Carl has written about is happening right now. And so I won't delay any longer with that. Pastor Carl, are you here with us today? tonight. I am, Brother Frank. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Look, I'm looking forward to this show and this particular topic. What is it you'd like me to share with your audience about myself? I've Little, well, we've um, talked a little bit about you know what you do in the past, but you know, Pastor Carl, sometimes they see you as just doing interviews, maybe here and there and talking, but you're involved in a lot more than that when it comes to missionary work, um, book writing, what your ministry, you're a pa- not only do you do a million interviews and travel, you're also pastoring a church full time. Yeah, well, thank you, Frank. Yeah, yeah. I, listen, I've been the pastor of one church for 31 years. And Amen. down here on the Gulf Coast, and uh, for our area, it's a rather large church. And we, and 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 as I said, I've been there. I'm in my 31st year as the pastor. And so, uh, yeah, I know you're probably wondering, what do they would they bring you on when you were 10 years old? That's right. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I wish, but I can remember when I was just a young man. But anyway, uh, but prior to being in the ministry, I spent 10 years in Florida law enforcement with two different sheriff's offices and uh, even at the administrative level with the State Department of Corrections. And so uh, so 40 years of good life experience dealing with life and people and brokenness and hurt and disaster and trauma and death. And, <laughs> and so uh, the Lord has really equipped me, I think, to speak of um, biblical things and to minister to people. But in the meantime, 30 years ago, I look back now and I realize that God put a put a put his hand on me regarding, I, I guess you would call it a spirit of prophecy. Now, now, please hear me, Frank. I don't claim to be a prophet. I don't claim to speak prophetically every time I open my mouth. But and 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 I've never really had a deep fascination with with prophecy and trying to figure things out. But of course, you know, I come from a law enforcement investigative background, and so I approach all of the scriptures in kind of an investigation step by step forensic technique, which has really been helpful to me. And so, but but I can remember 30 years ago. I, listen, brother, I, my church will tell you. 28, 29 years ago, I was preaching on a Sunday morning, and I said to the church, I said that within our lifetime, very soon, we will see the United States of America legalize gay marriage. I said that. Mm. People gasped. People rolled their eyes. They looked at me like I was just this crazy young preacher. That would never happen in America. America, the largest Christian nation on the planet, you know, 30 years ago, we were back in the good old days. And, oh, they just thought I was out of my mind. Now, they were nice. They didn't want to kick me out of the church or anything, but they just kind of knowingly rolled their eyes. And, yeah, that young preacher, he thinks he knows. But I was, con- I-, I was just overwhelmed by that 
understanding in my soul. I didn't realize it then, but that was the spirit of prophecy. And I spoke yes. it. Well, in the meantime, of course, we've gone there and way beyond. And, of course, you know, the age of technology has exploded in our lifetime. When I started pastoring that church, brother, we didn't even have pagers. Pager technology wasn't even invented. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, think about it, brother. I, I mean, you know, we still had basically the three major networks on a black and white TV. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean no, we, there was color TV, but not everybody had it. And not everybody mm-hmm. had cable back then. So, yes. so look where look look what's happened. So anyway, that's my life. Forty years of of, of life uh, life experience. Thirty years in ministry. But you're right. Our church is extremely mission minded. We 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 do missions all over the world. Last last summer alone, we were in Guatemala. Uh, we were in Africa in two different uh, two different countries on that continent. We were in Peru. Uh, we were all over the Gulf Coast. We were in New Orleans in the inner city. Um, several other places. I can't even. Remember remember them all and and so it's it's a really neat church and and i'm proud to be a part of it they allow me to do what i do i've written five books all of them have become amazon bestsellers and all of them have put me all over tv and radio major major uh, christian television worldwide which has put me into prophecy conferences and into huge pulpits. It has put me into the uh, in, into large pulpits, even secularly. I opened uh, for Donald Trump in a um, big uh, rally here on the Gulf Coast. Uh, about fifteen thousand people in that auditorium in the Civic Center, um, which put me on Fox News, which put me in you know. So I'm saying all that not not to brag. I give all glory to the Lord, but I'm just saying Amen. it's just amazing from a cop to a preacher, to being all over the world. But God has done this. The Lord has done this. The Lord Jesus Christ has done this. So I've got another book coming out this fall. It'll be my sixth book, and I've been honored to have been asked to write chapters for other best-selling authors and several other books. And so, you know, between book writing, TV, radio interviews, traveling, missions, pastoring the church, plus I have my own radio program – uh, on a on a radio station here on the Gulf Coast, and so I stay very busy. <laughs> but but the Lord's given me and, health and, and strength, and and praise His name. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, if I talk much more, it sounds like I'm talking about myself. Yeah, so let me I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you have questions, you can ask me, brother. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's a lot. That's a, that's amazing. You know, and the reason I bring this up, folks, is because I, I'm I'm going to say something here because I believe I know Pastor Carl is a pastor at heart, and and out of all the things that that you've done, um, Carl, is it just me or is still the greatest feeling? In your life, because and, and, and all people have been blessed to be able to share around there. But the greatest feeling still is leading that person, whoever it is, into a relationship, a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. No. Listen. There, there, there can be no doubt that that is the greatest feeling in ministry. I do suppose. I, I suppose right next to it, um, after that, of course, is leading a, a prodigal back to the Lord and watching mm. that prodigal grow and bloom and blossom before your eyes. And the next greatest thrill to me is preaching and teaching the Word of God and watching mm. light bulbs come on over people's Amen. heads. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, hallelujah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what we're folks, this is what what we're doing. It's not just about only informing people what's going on, but it's hopefully that at the end of learning information that you there will be a call, a desire to go deeper with God. And so, Pastor Carl, last week we talked about on our show here about uh, technology addictions and what it's having the effect on our children, um what it's doing to our churches. 
um, what it's doing to our pastors and 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 what it's doing to our society. You know, you just said that 28, 29 years ago, you said that that one day they would legalize gay marriage, and, and nobody could rightly believe that back no, then. No, but now I, today, I didn't have we, anybody agree with me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now today we see it's happening, and and I am a believer that what you know the the more you put in front of your face, the more you will accept. And oh, and and God says I'll reward you with the fruit of your thoughts in the book of Jeremiah, and and so, Pastor, we are living in prophetic times, more prophetic than even twenty eight years ago when you were talking. Yeah, no, no, you're right, and and brother, think about it. No one. I, I don't remember anybody agreeing with me. I mean, you know, people just wouldn't talk to me about it at all, or they'd come tell me that they thought I was nuts. Well, no one ever came back and apologized to me back in 2015, June of 2015. <laughs> but, yeah. but the thing is, is that we're so far beyond gay marriage. Brother, I wish that was all. But now we are immersed in pornography and all of the devastation that that causes to children and women and 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 and, and um, uh, what do you call it kidnapping kids and is slavery and 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 the devastation of homes and marriages families churches careers marriage i mean you know uh, relationships with children and family destroyed and 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 then the whole transgender the radical transgender movement and I mean, brother, I wish it was just gay marriage. And then, then you've got the radical gay marriage movement. And what I mean by that is, I mean, if 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 two people who think they're homosexual want to be married, I mean, I, they ask my opinion. I'm going to give them the word of God and love them and try to lead them out of it. But but you know, I mean, I can coexist with them in this fallen world. I, I'm not a people hater. I'm not a homosexual hater. Sure. But but but. If if that was all it was, but it's not, brother. They they want to use that that ruling now to destroy the church, to destroy ministries, to destroy Christianity, uh, to bring it down, and it's demonic. And so, yeah, I mean that's what's happened in just the last couple of decades, brother Frank, and it's still burgeoning forward. I mean it's there, it's relentless. It will not let up until Satan takes his throne and declares himself to be the Christ. Well, Pastor, getting into this thing tonight in, in, in technology, and, and, and honestly, I believe this some technology in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with it. We all use right. it. Yep. Um, but the Antichrist, spirit of Antichrist, is behind what I believe is many of the things going on because something has happened, Pastor, to where we knew even not even 20, not even as far back as 28 years ago. Uh, even 10 years ago and 20 years ago, I mean, it was, you know, there were, this was still not accepted or believed right, but something has happened that has changed the minds at the same time as in Daniel said that technology or knowledge would be increased. We see this also, uh, this tolerance. And is it possible that the devil has his hand directly involved in what's going on right now? It's not only possible, it's absolutely a biblical certainty. The Word of God declares that Satan has his hand. And one of the things that pops to my mind quickly is Ephesians 6. You know, be not deceived. Uh, you know, we, our battle's not against flesh and blood, but against powers of, of wickedness and principalities and in, in, in heavenly places. And I, I think of Jesus calling Satan the prince of the power of the air. You know, 2,000 years ago, what could that mean? Well, we know what that could mean now. 
Um, so, so yeah, and, and listen, I, I agree with you, Frank. I mean, I love technology. I'm not one of these old guys that say everything new that comes along, technologically speaking, you know, that I resist and say, oh, that's evil, that's of the devil. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we used to laugh at, at, at people like that. I mean, you know, when it went from black and white to color television and we went from party line telephones to, you know, everybody having their own telephone and social security cards and all that, people, oh, that's the mark of the beast. This is the devil. This technology is horrible. Well, <laughs> I mean, we laugh at that now because look where we are now. But but so much of technology, you're using it right now, blog talk radio, yes. you know. Yes. Um, I, I use it every day. I've been on the computer all day making videos and correspondence and emailing and and uh, doing radio programs and TV programs, writing articles, reaching the world from my office. I can reach millions of people every day from my office. I mean, Billy Graham would have loved to have had that in his heyday. You know, he yeah. had to, he had to go rent auditoriums and travel for days and, and, and uh, to, to reach millions, and they had to do that over the course of years. I, I can do it in just a few days now. So it's astounding. However. Here's the key. Every biblical technology that was spoken of thousands of years ago, the newest documents we have are 2,000 years old, and then you get back into Daniel, you know, 2,500 years old and Mm -hmm. and beyond. Um, Every technology mentioned in the Bible that, that spoke of the end days or the last times, every one of them are not, every one of them are here. Everyone, there's not, there's not another technology. Now, that doesn't mean that more technology won't be born that we can't even uh, comprehend right now. It doesn't mean that different technologies and, and variations of the technologies we have now won't be improved upon and put on steroids and that those might be used in the last days, for example, to mark the whole world and, and all of these things that the Bible speaks of, to make an image live. But, but the bottom line is we already have the technology to mark the whole world. We already have the technology to, quote, make an image live. We already have the technology to perform signs and wonders in the heavens and call fire down from the heavens. We can do that. We already know. We've got lasers. We've got holographics. We've got, I mean, on and on and on I could go. Everything that the Bible speaks of that was pure science fiction for thousands of years and truly up until the last decade is now here. We, we, we're, we're immersed in it. And brother, the demonic outpouring on the planet right now, I mean, look at the, look at, just Google demonic outpouring or, or, or d- demonic uh, possession, uh, de- you know, um, um, exorcisms worldwide. Whole nations are, are asking the Catholic Church to bring priests in to exorcise the nation from demons. Uh, um, witches all over the world have have formed a convocation to pray against President Trump to bring him yes. down. Brother, in my lifetime, I've never seen that. Of course, we haven't had the technology to, to call witches all over the world into a, a, an unholy convocation against a particular person. But think about it, brother. There's been no U.S. president before Donald Trump that all the witches of the world united against like this. Now, that, now I'm not holding Donald Trump up to be our savior. Please hear me, but listen to this. If all the demons of the world are scared of Donald Trump, I'm going to stand with Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't. You know, I mean, Satan doesn't I, divide Satan. No, exactly. I'm telling you. I'm not saying Donald Trump is our savior. Please hear me. I'm just saying something deeply spiritual and demonic is going on in the world, and a lot of it's connected to technology, either the use of technology or technology itself. 
And I think a lot of this, quote, knowledge, I mean, think of it, sex robots, virtual reality, killer robots, drones, drone killers, I mean, on and on it goes. And and the weaponry, the, the warfare, the devastation that's coming our way with what we now can do, Star Wars and satellites and shooting missiles out of the sky and I mean it, and technology we don't even know about. I mean DARPA is working on stuff we don't even know about. And 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 a lot of I'm convinced a lot of this UFO, I mean just in the last couple of months there, there have been reports that there've been more sightings of UFOs uh, around the world in the last few years than at any time in history. And the United States leads the way in it. And 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 world famous figures Presidents, past presidents, Hillary Clinton, Podesta, when they were running, they kept talking about releasing the records on UFOs and alien visitations. Bill Clinton went on a I mean, talk show talking about it. I mean, yes. I mean, it, I, I'm telling you, brother, we're being set up. Something is getting ready to happen. We're on the verge of World War III. The Middle East is on fire. Islam is rising. UFO sightings have gone through the roof. Technology is going crazy. Pornography overwhelming addiction is going astronomical. Demonic connections, witchcraft it is, is out of this world. Brother, it, and, the, and, and the sad thing is most pulpits and most churches don't even see it. They just go on about their life and struggle along, and they don't even realize the days in which we're living. Frank, does all that make sense? Well, it does, and this is what's interesting. Pastor, I remember you know when you're younger and, you, and we saw like – images of the Minotaur and all these things. And I thought, you know, that's just some crazy Greek mythology. And, and, but now today with the new, with the gene splicing and this new infatuation with sex with animals, I'm starting to wonder, pastor, what, what they might blend together one day in some unholy uh, communion with science and, and maybe someone decides, Hey, I want to have marry a dog. Matter of fact, I'd like to have a half, human half dog and, yeah. and that used well, to seem so ridiculous back you know even a couple years ago i know i know but but just think frank with crispr cas9 transhumanism gene splicing i mean brother you know mi, mi, listen listen all right look so if technology can serve us such that we can grow a human liver inside of pigs and not only do we never have to worry about transplants again, but after we take the liver out and put it in somebody, we can have a barbecue. I mean, that's really, I mean, that's really cool. <laughs> if it was just – if all of this technology was in the hands of benevolent people, think of, think of the wonderful things that could be done in, in, yeah. in life and in human – but see, it's not. It's in the hands of wicked people, and it's in the hands of demonic. And I'm convinced that a lot of the knowledge is coming from the demonic realm in the first place. Because Satan knows his time is short, Revelation twelve twelve. He's he's cast down to the earth. He is furious. He knows his time is short. He wants to own this world, and and all of these new, this this exponential growth in knowledge that's freaky. You know, trans again, repeating myself, transhumanism, CRISPR Cas9, genetic splicing. You know, robots, robots that learn, artificial intelligence that learns, and we don't know where to. To, to distinguish whether it's human or not. There actually are legal organizations that are considering giving rights 
to cyborgs and robots because they will be so human we won't be able to tell them apart, and they should be afforded constitutional rights as well. Now, I know some people listening that don't know this think that I'm crazy or I'm just far-fetched. Please remember I'm the guy that said we'd have gay marriage in America, okay? And, <laughs> and, 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 and just know that the things I'm talking about, get on get on internet and 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 do a search and you'll see that mainstream media is talking about this stuff i'm i'm not losing my mind this is where we are and so i i i'm brother jesus said that just before his return the days would be just like he said it would be just like this now those are jesus words just like this mm-hmm. but before he says those words he says it'll be like the days of noah and it'll be like the days of Lot. Yes. And he said it'll be just like this. Well, the days of Lot, gay marriage, tr- uh, uh, transsexual, uh, sex and animals, uh, you know, sex robots, uh, every pornography, the destruction of lives and families and children. So much of it's aimed at children, pedophilia. I mean, okay, there's the days of Lot. Brother, we're there. We're there. I don't yeah. think Sodom and Gomorrah had the evil we have in our world. No. They certainly didn't have the technologies we have. Well, you know, it's interesting yeah, on that, pa- uh, Pastor Carl, about the um, the days of Lot. We did a show a good while back, um, um, six, eight, maybe eight, ten months ago, on about the days of Lot. I did a bunch of research into this, and there was a man, he wrote an article, um, and they'd done some research, and he was with WorldNet Daily, and I, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't recall it, but they had tried to research throughout history of any time in our history that gay marriage had been state-sanctioned. Now, they had found times when it had broken out in societies, uh, homosexuality, and there had been even unions, but not sanctioned, state-sanctioned marriage until they found reference in the Talmud. Now, I'm not promoting the Talmud. I'm just trying to tell you that this is what they found. The Talmud is basically, for those who don't understand, that's like basically like the Jews' Bible commentary. That's exactly right. It's just a Jewish commentary, yep. And and what they found out is that according to the Talmud, which, you know, the Babylonian Talmud, which was was considered the most accurate one, um, that just before the flood in Noah's day that men with men were writing contracts with each other and almost alluding to that was the reason for the flood happening. Now I'm not trying to go outside of what the Bible says. I'm just telling you what the research had shown. And so when Jesus says that, and now I'm looking back and you know what, what the days of lot shows me, pastor, it's not just the homosexuality, but when the angels blinded those men, it said that they were still clamoring to find the door handle. That's yeah. how sexually depraved they had fallen as a society. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, you're, you're right, Frank, and I, I know that article you're talking about. I think I might have been quoted in that article. I know that I, I've, I've helped WND do a lot of articles on that topic, uh, but I know the specific article you're talking about. I remember it. But anyway, yes, um, and think about what – so we go back now to the days of Noah because Jesus also said in Luke 17, it'll be like the days of Noah. And he said it'll be just like this. Just. That word just is important, brother. It, not kind of like this or similar to, but just like this. Now think about it. This is bone chilling when you think about it. So the days of Noah, what do we know? Well, Jesus – I mean uh, the Bible does say. That they were eating and drinking and what? Given in marriage. marriage. 
Right up there. Now, that doesn't say homosexual marriage. I'm with you. We're not going to say mm-hmm. what the Bible doesn't say. But there's there. But 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 when you j- jump back to Genesis six, and we could do a whole show on this. I don't want to get in this controversy, but I I, I want to just just say what the Bible says when it talks about the sons of God coming to the daughters of men, and then these gigantic creatures were formed. And and you, you know people say well you know but those were just those were the sons of Seth et cetera et cetera. Please please please, just marrying a beautiful woman does not create. A terrorist giant freak. Okay, I mean, no. I mean something no. freaky, something so freaky was happening, and I'm not saying exactly what it was, but something so freaky was happening that God pushed the reset button, brother, on everything. Yeah, and He said all flesh has become corrupted, and He pushed the reset button, brother. Jesus said it'll be just like that, and I. Brother, we don't know what they knew before the flood because everything was destroyed. I am not suggesting that they had interstate highways, airplanes, space travel, and automobiles, but there was a knowledge that filled the earth that I think was technological. It was something something to do with genetics. It had something to do with with gene splicing or, or breeding, or they knew something, brother, from the demonic realm. Well, it's interesting to me is that that you know you look back and and so for example, if, if you've I'm sure you've probably read before the book of Enoch, and somebody might say, well, that's not in the Bible. Well, folks, the Bible quotes from the book of Enoch, and people have no problem with going and reading this fiction in the in the Christian stores. Yet sometimes they won't even read a book that actually the Bible quotes from the book of Enoch. Just read Jude; it quotes directly from it, and it speaks specifically of the of the cannibalism that the giant the the Nephilim back then the giants or the watchers that were they were involved in and and it's interesting you put that the days of Noah and look at the resurgence in cannibalism right now even to where the yes. president the other day of the Philippines talked about eating someone did you see that yes i did i did yes i have and 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 you're right i mean again you can uh, use your favorite search engine and put in cannibalism and the articles that will be in the headlines of mainstream media around the world right now are shocking it is shocking, and and it's all the. It's amazing, is because people look at sometimes I'm, a, you know, when they see UFOs and things like that, and they say, well, that's not of God, folks. Let me tell you what there is, the demonic deception that is coming, and it's good we understand about UFOs that it is demonic, so that when something gets announced one day in our society that this new being has come, that we know where it comes from, and all of a sudden we don't get taken by, by storm, and and people's faith get ruined, and so I, we see all this stuff happening, Pastor Carl, and, and you look at specifically the technology that can enhance, obviously, how quickly these things come around right now. But one thing I noticed about, in, especially when we were talking earlier about marking the, um, uh, the, the people, you know, and mar- even talking about, I'd like to get in a little bit about the mark of the beast, is that it seems to me that the goal of all of this is control. Because the mark of the beast and those things, it's about control, how much you eat, whether you can eat, whether you can buy or sell. Everything is about control. Yes. Yes. You're right, Frank. And it has to be because Satan wants, well, Isaiah 14, I will ascend to the throne of the Most High. I will exalt myself above the heavens. I will be the God of gods. I I mean, that's where we're headed. Satan 
is going to set himself up, whether he's going to inhabit a particular man or embody a man or, or, or present himself as a man such that we look at a man, but it's really Satan in the flesh, or whether it's some alien being deception that presents itself as the God and the Messiah and sets himself up, and that's really Satan. I, I don't know how it's going to happen. But it's all about we've got to get the world under control. We've got to get the nations and the powers and the and the principalities under control. And then Satan can sit down on that throne and say, now it's mine. I own it. And and we are in the edges of watching that come to fruition. We're watching it. Technology is a part of it. The demonic outpouring is a part of it. Um, uh, what's happening in the, on the being on the verge of World War III in the Middle East? This is all oh a part of it. It's all in the Bible. Uh, the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah, the spirit of the days of Noah, all right before our face. And and I'm not, you know, I'm not a sensationalist. I don't set dates. I don't run around crying the sky is falling. But I do consider myself to be a voice to the churches to say, please wake up. Just wake up. Look, this is our day. We've been raised up for such a time as this. Um, we're ambassadors of the kingdom. We're living in the most prophetic, profoundly prophetic time since the first coming of Jesus Christ. This is our day. Let's rise to the occasion. Let's quit burying our heads in the sand. Let's get on with life, plan for the future, enjoy life, enjoy your hobbies, etc. But don't let the cares of this world overwhelm you and get your eye off of what's really happening. We are very, very close to something snapping. And remember, Brother Frank, Jesus himself talked. Paul talked about it in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where he talked about the man of lawlessness and how Basically, I'm just going to paraphrase, but he's going to throw truth to the ground and deceive everyone, and there's going to be this great deception and this great apostasy that was going to come. And Jesus himself said, you know, the last days, he said, it'll, it'll be the, the, the delusion, the deception will be so great that it could, it would deceive even the very elect. And then he said, if that were possible, and I, I'm going to tell you, I could be wrong, but this is what I think he means by that, that Whatever this is that's going to happen, and I've got my theory on it, I'll tell you in a moment, it is going to be so overwhelming that you and me, Frank, if we're here, and when it happens, and and maybe it's broadcast over internet and television, cable, satellite, I don't know, I don't know, but we're going to see it, and we're going to go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that's that's real? And then a few seconds later, a few minutes later, maybe a few days later for some of God's elect, we'll slap ourselves. The Holy Spirit will slap us and we'll say, oh, no, I know what this is. That's not mm -hmm. real. This is it. And see, here's the thing, Brother Frank. When Jesus said the deception's going to be so great that it would deceive even the elect, all right, let's just pretend like that happens tomorrow. All right, now it mm -hmm. could happen 100 years from now, but let's just say it happens tomorrow. Frank, I got to tell you, brother, there's very little in regard to technology and and weirdness. I mean, 40 years of life experience, cop and pastor, and I've seen and confronted the demonic and death and destruction and darkness and multiple dimensions of reality, brother. I've I've experienced it. And I'm telling you, for me to be deceived, in, in such a great way like that, it's going to have to be something that this world has never seen before. 
It's going to, you know, and I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the world. There are people a whole lot smarter and a whole lot more discerning than I am. But the Bible says even they will be deceived, at least for a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm saying, what could it be? I mean, brother, we've got holographic technology and gene splicing technology. We can mix animals and humans. We've got computers and 3D and virtual reality. What in the world could it be that fools the whole world, brother Frank? Uh, Well, I can think of one thing, a a UFO and alien invasion, Mm. wherein everybody's, no, 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 that can't be, that can't be. And the next thing you know... It lands a craft in Washington, D.C., in front of the Congress building, and some beings get out, and one of them declares, I'm your God, I'm here to save you. And it's, all, it's, and it's on TV. I, I mean, you know, I, mean, I, I could be totally wrong, but I'm just thinking, I sit around and try to think, what could be so great, so delusioning, that, that the whole world would be fooled, even God's elect, for a while? So have you ever thought of it like that, brother? Well, uh, Pastor, I'll tell you, you know, growing up and even um, you know, growing up and, you know, I pretty much understood before I was even converted, but just going to church, I understood, you know, the Bible pretty much from a straight biblical standpoint. And there was knowledge of these things, but never to the point that it is now. And today is it's a new world. It's something that. We almost thought of as just folklore, maybe a few people always understood it was demonic. But now today you can't deny that something's happening anymore. You can act like it isn't, but you can't deny it anymore if you want to be honest. And and so, Pastor, let, let me give you an example how I, I think we forget just how supernatural the Bible is. And so when you're talking about UFOs and people think, ah, oh, there's no way, well, we forget about what happened in the Bible. We forget about, you know, the fire that came down, you know, the, the, the God burning the mountaintops. We forget about, you know, axe heads that floated, virgin births, statues that speak, you know, and, and, and on and on and on uh, of, of things that happen. And, and we see those as in the past, and yet we forget the Bible says you don't understand what's coming at the end is even more unbelievable than all that. Yep. No, and we I, I, I agree. Listen, Jesus himself, creator of all that is, he walked on water, he calmed the oceans, he, 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 he took a few loaves of bread and a few fish and fed tens of thousands. He, he spoke to the lame and they were healed. He spoke to the blind and they, were, they could see. I, I mean, on and on, he commanded the elements. He walked through doors and walls. He rose mm. from the grave, brought life to himself, went from one dimension to another, ascended into heaven in front. I mean, I mean, brother, we've already been supernaturally visited many times. Not, not aliens from other planets now, but those kinds of supernatural visita- visitations from Jesus himself and from the angelic realm that have been documented in history, the resurrection of Christ being the greatest documented fact of ancient history that exists Amen. on the planet. And the demonic know how all that stuff works too, brother. Uh, I mean, I, I that, that's where they came from. They came from the throne of God. They rebelled. They know how it works. And yes. Satan's planning, brother. He's, he's having staff meeting right now. And I'm telling you, the delusion that's coming is going to overwhelm pulpits and pews 
and it's going to freak people out. I don't know if we'll live to see it, but some generation will live to see it because Jesus said it would happen. Well, when you look at the past election, when Podesta's emails got hacked and what he was talking about in his emails, and even the demonic involvement with spirit cooking and all that stuff, you realize that our leaders in this country are involved in such high-level demonic worship and activities that it should send a chill down people's spine to understand that the leaders of this country, I'm not saying all of them, large portion are involved in some pretty or a good portion is involved in some pretty dangerous stuff. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, we we don't we I think we've just scratched the surface of it, brother. I mean, yeah, you, you know, it's it's from a human standpoint, it's sad because from a human standpoint, you and I are only here for sixty, seventy, eighty years if we're blessed, maybe ninety. I mean, our life is just a whisper, you know, in, in yeah. the scheme of things. So so you know, as a human. I mean, I love life. I'm a positive guy. I've got hobbies. I've got friends and family. And, you know, I love life. I love to hunt and fish. I love to get out on the water in my boat every now and then, Amen. all these things. But so so I, I, I appreciate the beauty and the grandeur of the creation. And I love to study and nature and read about animals and, you know, discoveries and, and yes, technology. I mean, I love life. I'm, I'm not a, a negative guy that just, you know, just ready to just blow it all off and leave. So as a human, um, you know, I'm very sad, saddened by how deeply dark and nasty we've become. But as a born-again believer and a student of the Word of God and a preacher and teacher of the Word of God, I know why we are where we are. And I know the end of the story, and I know where it's going, and I know there is the restitution of all things coming. There is the kingdom coming. That's what Jesus taught us to pray. Pray like this, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that day is coming. And so we're the ones with the hope. We're the ones with the answer. We're the ones with the proper perspective. But just speaking from a strictly fleshly, humanly standpoint, it is so sad. It is so it dark. Is. It is so nasty. It is. And, and Pastor, I know that you, you kind of have some insight in, in your own uh, theory, especially on the strong delusion. And, and I guess to say one last thing about that strong delusion that's very important to understand. Folks, if you read in, continue on reading when God said, I will send them a strong delusion that they may believe a lie. Now, God doesn't send the lie. He sends the ability right. to believe the lie. And the reason right. he sends it, read on, it's because they don't love the truth anymore. That's right. Romans and and, and yeah. yeah, the important thing is that we love truth more than than anything. Um, yeah. and, and, and sometimes it's hard, isn't it, Pastor, when you've believed one way your whole life and God reveals something to you and all of a sudden you realize you're you're wrong. I mean, I, I've been rebuked before. Uh, in front of people. And I was dead set. This is the way I was a young believer. I remember I was like, no, no, this is how it is. And the person says, uh, an older gentleman said, no, that's not how it is. It's this. And well, I went back and reread it and I was wrong and he was right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I had to swallow my fun, pride. It? <laughs> it's not fun, but it was so, you know, like if someone said, if I'm wrong, please tell me, cause I want to get right. 
Yeah. Well, I've never had to deal with that because I'm always right, brother. So I. <laughs> well, according to my wife, I am too. But that's a different yeah, topic. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking well, of living delusionally, brother. You yeah. Slipped up. We've, we've Honey, if you're listening cliff, into this program, to, please ignore that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, somebody needs to talk us off the ledge. Well, listen. Yeah. Um, uh, no, but 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 you're right, brother. I mean, you you know the 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 delusion is brought by the evil one, the lie, truth being thrown to the ground. But but the Lord is going to, I mean, because we're not robots. We're not puppets on a string. He's going to allow us to be given over. If we are not lovers of the truth, believers in the truth, that doesn't mean we have to have everything right in regard to interpreting the Scripture. Nobody mm-hmm. can do that. No human no. can. But it does mean we have to love the truth. We will seek the truth. We have to be humble to hear the truth, to discover the truth, to admit when we might be wrong about something, to admit we don't have total knowledge. And see, that's what God honors. That's what he protects. God calls that a a man or a woman after his own heart. And he blesses and honors those who seek his word and seek his face and seek his truth. And Jesus said, you know, that you, if you abide in my word and my word abides in you, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So, so where it speaks of being given over to a strong delusion, as you so beautifully said, God doesn't bring the delusion. He just turns people over and, and says, okay, okay. And, it, you know, go, go ahead. Believe it if you want. I, you're not a robot. There's not a button on your back that I can push and make you believe the truth. So this is, you know, another message I have to the church continually is, folks, please love the truth. Cling to the truth. The truth is Jesus. I mean, stay in that yes. word. And, and, and because the lies are already here, and the church is being engulfed in them. Pulpits are being engulfed in the lies. Pews are being engulfed in the lies. There are churches that hate Israel, brother. There are churches that that are condoning homosexuality in their midst and gay marriage and and transgenderism and saying, oh, that's cool, you know, that's okay. I mean, brother, it's already here. The apostasy is already sweeping us. Well, you know, it's interesting is that we talked earlier about, you know, the whole thing about control, and I want to bring this from actually another angle, and in, in even with the mark of the beast, and Pastor, I'm going to have to get you back. To, I've, I've gotten so excited and fired up what we're talking about, I, I can't even get everything in I wanted to share tonight. But, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But, but no, 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 it's been great. Um, but, you know, the mark of the beast being about control, or controlling whether you can get food, you know, and I think the devil yep. knows that, that Food is one of the most powerful things. No, no man can buy nor sell. Okay, you got to go. You can't buy any food if he can get at your belly. And the Bible is very, very important. Uh, uh, are very stressed about when people's bellies are their gods. And, and look, yeah. we've all struggled with, uh, you know, I've struggled with weight before. Everybody struggled with, you know, um, weighing too much. And I mean, I wish I could just go back through boot camp. Unfortunately, they kill me now. But, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. If I, just yeah. to get myself back in that kind of shape again. But it's about control. The interesting thing I find out about the technology is, Pastor, I see the same thing now happening in the churches, that the technology becomes about the control. Well, if I can give you a good enough show, a great enough PowerPoint, enough lights and enough um, flash and bang and smoke and all that stuff. And, and you see these churches that are performing thriller for Michael Jackson is somehow spiritual. And, and it's about they can control the worship through technology now. And it's almost like the reverse 
mark of the beast now controlling how we worship. Isn't it something that when we read the Old Testament, when we read about God's people in Israel going up to the high places and worshiping at the altar of Baal, that we yes. stand in such judgment of them and we say, how stupid could they have been? But the worship of Baal was – Baal worship started – and I'll be very uh, PG here. I won't go into the R and the X rated. But it start it, uh, it, it usually when they had their big convocations – and I write about this in my next book coming up, by the way. But um, they would start with an entertainment. Uh, they would have singers and dancers. It would be like a rock concert. And you got to think this is thousands of years ago. They didn't have the electronics, but they had all the technology they had. And 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 these people, these these singers and dancers and performers and comedians that would come on to the stage before the whole service would begin, they they were worshipped by the people. The people adored them like we adore Hollywood stars and athletes. And they would go from town to town, and they were given rock star status. And they would go up to these high places because it brought them closer to the gods, and it was just, you know, like we go up to our stadiums and sit up on the top row, you know? I mean, it was the, it's the same thing. And it would start that way, and then in the midst of it, drugs and alcohol would be passed out, and people would get into a stupor. The next thing, you would have this big orgy going on. The next thing, you would have the sacrifice of children. And I mean, it just, it just every, we do all of that, Frank. We worship rock stars and athletes. We, we're addicted to drugs and alcohol. We sacrifice our kids, 60 million children we've put to death mm. on the altar of convenience. Lord, and, help and, us. It, I mean, on and on and on. And Christians are involved in this. And, and some of it we're dragging into our churches, as you just said, with light shows and rock star worship services and, and entertainment services. And, you know, uh, brother, <laughs> maybe we're waking some people up with this broadcast. I, I think a lot of people have never thought of these things that we're talking about before. Well, if you look at what you just talked about, Pastor, that is the exact same thing that Nebuchadnezzar tried to do when he tried to get the three men to worship. He's, when you hear yeah. the sound of the sackbut and the psaltery and the harp and all these wonderful things, then you'll fall down and worship this golden image. And that is the same Babylonian worship we're seeing in churches. Hey, when you're fired up, when that music's hot, we had a church that used to be up the road, Pastor. I won't, and people won't know from around, you know, exactly where it is. But there was a church some years ago up the road, and the, the, it had the church name, and there was nothing else on the sign except a guitar amp. That's all it was. And it, what oh it was telling God. me is, come to our church because our music is rocking. Yeah, yeah. That was the draw, not Jesus. Yeah, unbelievable. And, and that, the same thing that was happening in Nebuchadnezzar's day in Babylon. Yeah, yeah. I know, brother. Well, as I said, and please forgive me, I'm, I'm not trying to put a cheap plug for my book. It doesn't come out to October, so I can't be plugging it anyway, but I'm just saying. No, let's I mean, talk a lot about it. it. We're running down on time. I should have made this a two-hour program, but I'd have had to double yeah. book you, so wow. <laughs> That's okay. But, uh, but, but you know, the, the things we're talking about I've written a lot about in my upcoming book and tied it to exactly what's going on uh, demonically. Um, what's going on as it connects all the way back to Genesis and even uh, Genesis 6, the days of Noah, the days of Lot, uh, as it connects to the demonic realm, the spiritual realm, as it connects to the possibility of UFO delusion, uh, demonic delusion. Um, I, it, and, and so all the stuff we're talking about, I mean, I've been immersed in research in this. And, uh, brother, it's 
thick. It's here. Uh, what scares me and what breaks my heart is that by their own admission in the latest Pew polls, uh, excuse me, George Barna polls, um, 90% of America's conservative evangelical pastors, preachers, never preach about the stuff we're talking about by their own admission, which means 10% of them do. My church does. I do. Our teachers and preachers do. Um, and, you know, uh, another, you know, 10%. But, but brother, 90, that means 90% of conservative evangelical yeah. Christians sitting in the pews never hear what you and I are talking about, never hear it from their pulpit, never hear it and, and never study it from the Word of God because it's not being brought to them. And, brother, that's going to be a part of, of the great delusion, too, because Christians just won't know. They won't know what to expect when this stuff happens. It's going to freak them out. Well, is your new book title – have you released the title of it yet? I haven't yet, but as soon okay. as I do, I'll let you know. It's with Defender Publishing. Uh, my other okay. five books have been with WND Books, and I love WND Books, and, and Joseph Fair and all those guys are great. This one is with Tom Horn, Skywatch TV, and Defender Publishing. Mm -hmm. And uh, who's Tom is also a dear friend of mine, uh, and he's thrilled about it, and I'm thrilled about it. I can't wait. Uh, but as soon as I can say the title, I'll let you know. And you're looking, that's coming later this fall? Yes, October is when it's going to be released. Okay, well, great. Well, Pastor, you know, we've got about seven minutes left on the program. And, and like we talked about last week, and I mentioned to you as we were talking for a moment before the show, there's a lot of people that are, they come into church and, and, and they, hey, how you doing? Everything's fine. But, but the truth is, Pastor, there's a lot of believers that are suffering. They, they're, they're, they either can't find a church that preaches the truth or maybe they've gotten hung up in some of this technology that's gotten them completely off track, more involved in what they're doing with their technology than, than their time alone with God. And, and there's just this overwhelming cry, family members that they have that aren't in the church. And there's such an overwhelming cry of, of, of unrest. Pastor, could you share just some words of encouragement? What can the believers do? What would you say to those that are struggling right now with these either technology addictions or are feeling that they can't live up, that they can't make it, that they can't break free in this hour and knowing that time is short? Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, there's a passage that I use on myself all the time as a salve, as a medicine, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And Paul's talking about, he says, you know, and I'm going to have to paraphrase because I don't have it right in front of me, but I, I've got it pretty close. Paul says, you know, we, we don't fight with the weapons of this world, but the weapons we fight with are spiritual. And he says, what we do, he said, what I do, he says, we, 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 we take captive every thought that sets itself up, every vain thought that sets itself up against the truth of God's word. We take it captive. And, and here's how I practically apply that, Brother Frank. And I, I preach and teach this all the time, and I've had so many people come and say, wow, this works. It's, I mean, you know, you don't want to use the word magic, but it's like magic. Well, it's better than magic. It's the Word of God. It's empowered by the Holy Spirit and the truth from God's throne, and this is how it works. So you start struggling with an addiction, whatever it is, pornography, alcohol, drugs, substance abuse, whatever, whatever, anger, rage, bitterness, envy. When those thoughts begin to come, because, see, the Bible also says that no temptation has ever confronted us or overtaken us, which God also is, first of all, is not, um, it, it's not common to all mankind. And in other words, none of us can say, oh, nobody's ever been tempted like me. Oh, yes, everybody has, one way or the other. 
And then it also says, and also that God has not created a way out for you. Mm. So when you're being tempted, remember, if you're going to walk in the Lord, if you're going to walk in the Word, there's a way out. Look around for the door. Look around for the message. Look around for the sign. Look around for what God's showing you. There's a way out. There's a way out. And then 1 Corinthians 10, here's what I do. I say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, take that thought. Put it under the name of Jesus. Put it under the blood of Jesus. Take this temptation. Take this thought. I'm taking it captive. I ask you to take it captive, Lord. I I don't have the power to. But your word promises that you will take it captive under the name of Jesus, and that's where I'm placing it. Brother, I do that with myself. I teach and preach and show other people how to do it, and it is absolutely liberating. And so that's one word I would give. The other word is just to remind yourself, folks that are listening, this is our day. This is our time. We are to be the salt. We are to be the light. This is the day we've been raised up for. We're here. We're, this is a test, Brother Frank. This is a boot camp we're in. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this we, whether we whether we pass or fail, that's up to us. The angels are rooting us on. They're even there to help us from time to time. But it's ours. It's ours to pass or fail. We are either the salt and the light and ambassadors for the kingdom, or we're fakes or miserable failures. I mean, that it, it's, you're going to have to make up your mind what you want to be. That's why Paul, you know, at, at his death. In the second, uh, second, uh, second Timothy chapter four, he says, "Look, I fought the fight, I finished the race, I kept the faith, and now there's in store for me a crown of righteousness, and not only me, but everybody who's longing for the appearing of Christ." Mm-hmm. So I just remind believers, look, there's greater things coming, there's bigger things getting ready to come. Uh, you're, you know, our day is coming. The restitution of all things is near. Stay faithful. Use the scriptures to to your advantage. That's what Jesus used when he was tempted in the wilderness. He quoted scripture, right? Amen. So Amen. That, that's that's my word. I mean, we're running out of time, brother. I could talk about this for an hour, but that's no, my quick little I, word. No, I appreciate that. Folks, what Pastor Carl said was right. And, you know, in First Peter 4.12, it says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which shall try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. God is doing something, folks. And there, yes, there are fiery trials that will try us. But as Pastor Carl said, there is a way out. Yes, and the and, and the door that his name is Jesus. Yeah, and he is the way out, and he is in, he will give deliverance. And folks, don't give up. They always say the darkest hour is right before dawn. You know, and, yeah. and folks, I've shared bits and pieces, and I've yet to ever to share my testimony on. But in 1999, I woke up a crystal meth addict. Adulterer, everything you could possibly imagine, I was doing wrong. My wife was leaving me. Everything was over. And that day on the way home, I broke and cried out, and I met Jesus for the first time in my life. And not only did he save my life, but he saved my marriage. And that's the God that we serve today. And so thank you, Pastor Carl, for reminding us that there is a way out, and his name is Jesus. And Thank so, uh, folks, I just want to say a special thanks. Pastor Carl, quickly, how can people get in touch with you? How can they see your stuff? Where do they need to go to to find out about what's going on with your ministry? It's as simple as this, carlgallops.com. Everything is there. Or they could go to Amazon, put my name in, go to my author page. But carlgallops.com has everything about me. 
Amen. Well, thank you so much. And folks, I would just like to say this is Brother Frank and Pastor Carl Gallops with the Remnant Call saying good night and shalom.